Data Storytellers, today I'm here with Kenny Mattel, who is the Senior Vice President of Performance Analytics over at United Rentals. Thanks for coming on the show, Kenny. My pleasure. To start with, just tell us a bit about yourself, you know, your, your journey to becoming an analytics leader and uh, your journey to your current role. Sure. So um, I go back to, uh, you know, before United Rentals, and I've been at United Rentals a while, but I worked for companies in the neighborhood of, in the areas of uh, toys, uh, paper, uh, spaghetti sauce. So quite a variety. Uh, and my skill there, and my I was a finance person. I'm financially trained. Uh, most of those jobs, however, I was using my financial skills and number skills to help general managers of business units. I was not in the corporate area, and I was using those skill sets to help our business leaders uh, run their businesses. And I joined United Rentals about, it's been over 20 years now. And when I joined, I worked for the chief operating officer. And my job was to focus on our operations and use and help him under, use the data we had and the financials we had to understand priorities. So over the, over the years, I helped uh, build the financial planning and analysis department here. Uh, I was very lucky, my, my first few years here, I spent a lot of time in our branch network and in the field. And I learned a lot about our operating system. I learned a lot about the data people use. Um, I learned a lot about the business. So about six years ago, seven years ago, our CEO at the time, now chairman of the board, came to me and said, you know how to use information to help a business make better decisions, to look for opportunities, uh, make decisions, and we're not using our data to its fullest. I want to start a department of, he, he called it big data at the time, and quickly started drinking through the fire hose and started figuring out, wait a second, this is more about, this is about the data, but it's also about how do you use the data and how do you put what I always used to do with Excel files, how do you put that on steroids to bring more and more insights to the business? And that's kind of what we started to build here. Interesting. So you mentioned that you've been on this journey through financial planning and analysis, and then that's kind of evolved into the strategic planning analytics role. How did, from your perspective, how did that, that, that journey manifest itself? So I think that it was twofold. I think United Rentals has always been a company that uses data. We use data every single day. Uh, our operating system uh, stores, we're, we're lucky. We have one customer master file. We, want, we have one equipment master file. So the data has always been at our fingertips. And I think what we started, what, what started to happen was as, uh, you know, we started to realize, wait a second, you know, the world's changing and there's a lot better ways to absorb this data and use this data. And we can use it even better than we're using it today. So what, what um, we started to do was say, wait a second, let's, let's take uh, the data we have and let's rather than just pushing it down through Excel files to managers and hoping the field adopts it, let's start to look at more and more data and see if we can provide, you know, insights and move from, I'll use an example. So uh, we used to get our, our uh, directions on a, we'd go on the computer, we'd print, we'd print directions. And that's kind of what we were doing seven, 10 years ago. We were printing directions. And then slowly but surely you move to, okay, rather than just print the directions, 
you can actually go online and get a recommendation of all the different journeys you can take. And, uh, and you move from, and then, and then your phone would tell you where you're going. And now your phone tells you in real time how to change your route. So I think we were on that journey of, wait a second, I don't wanna just print my directions anymore. I don't wanna just give my branch managers insights that are stale. I wanna give them constantly improving insights and more and more insights because there's so many more decisions we can impact rather than just uh, a few every day. And I think we wanted to put that learning on steroids. And uh, you know, every, every, you know we're, we're big enough that there's so many decisions made every day that a little bit of improvement every day adds up to an awful lot of profitability to our bottom line. And you mentioned that that was the journey you went on. Where, where do you guys stand right now? What, what, what projects are you currently working on analytically? What are you most excited about that you can do with data? So, so my group, the, the performance analytics group at United Rentals is a center of excellence. So we also have embedded analysts, analytical people in our sales analytics group, um, our ops excellence group, and our digital team to name a few. So what I would say to you is we are unique in many ways. So we are going digital. Uh, the, the rental business is not um, overly digital. There's still most of the transactions still conducted um, on the phone um, online, but more and more customers are starting to transact online more and more customers using the website. So that opens up a whole realm of anal analytics around digital and digital adoption um, in terms of using the website, placing orders on online. You've got an entire area of operations. I mean, we've, we have one of the largest rent, uh, fleets of trucking. So think about all the different analytics you can do on, 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 your, on your delivery fleet. And remember it's delivery and pickup because we also pick up equipment. So, so you've got all that information there let alone the, we've got mechanics, thousands of mechanics that we want, want to make sure, how can we help our mechanics do things? Uh, and then you've got the whole area of the regular sales and marketing, the sales analytics area of how to prioritize helping our, our sales reps um, every single day. So there's so many different areas that we can help, um, we can help our, our teams. I think that's one of the areas that makes United Rentals unique is we're we're not just designing a website we're, we're we're doing that also now but we got so many different areas we can we can um take that so where we are today is there's three areas we can we're, we're working on so you've got delivered insight um where you build the insight into their into the into the team's overall process so almost like business intelligence so how do you deliver insights every day you then got, how do you take all this data where you can put mathematics to it and uh, then put it into your operating system and have that mathematics and all these new data sources that you're putting together, how can you put that into the tools that the teams use every day where they make decisions on what to repair, what to pick up um, and how to source the equipment? And that's um, an operating operational. And then the last area is where you start getting into machine learning, predictive mate, predictive analytics, um, uh, and you're trying to say, I'm not just going to um, give you an insight, I'm going to recommend, make a recommendation for you and start to automate some of those processes. So we're kind of on that journey and I relate that to, we, we've conquered the map quest, we're moving towards ways in our business. 
Awesome. And, and speaking from a more general context now, how do you see data analytics today, uh, just the general industry of data analytics? Are you, you seeing that there's, you know, the opportunity, opportunities are done? Do you see that there's more that can be done? What is your perspective on that? So I think that they're, they're nowhere anywhere close to the opportunities are done. I think this is going to expand exponentially. Uh, I think there's more and more data sets becoming available. There's more and more external data that's going to become available. And um, I think I think we're I think companies are scraping the surface. When you think about where data analytics started, it always started in marketing uh, and customer. I think that there's a lot more to do there, especially for companies like ours that are going digital. Uh, but think about all the different opportunities they are there are in the operation side of the business. And I mentioned some of those. And, you know, there are, uh, it, I'm amazed and excited to see where we, where we end up five years from now versus 10 years from now uh, at, versus where we were. Because I just, I think we're on this, we got going, you know, you get going slow, you start to figure out what you need, the talent you need, how accepting the teams are of it. Then you start to realize there's something there and you start to hire the talent. And then all of a sudden you start to gain momentum. And I, I think that momentum is going to continue. And I think as we build up the trust in the organization, um, that combined with the new data sets that we're going to be get, get comfortable with, uh, I think that the ability to use data and the ability to leverage that data from an operational side is just going to grow and grow and grow. It's a it's very exciting to see not just in United Rentals, but I think when you think about this economy as a whole, um, where there are all these companies that are out there that are going to the productivity opportunities that are there are are quite large. I think for this for this for um, a lot of companies that start to leverage data more and more. Mm, super interesting. You mentioned the the talent side of things as well. How uh, how do you view the, the the data analytics talent world out there? Do you think it's like a slim pick? Do you think organizations really need to market themselves and position themselves as thought leaders to attract that talent? So, you know, uh, it's definitely like the rest of the, the economy out there. Talent is very, um, very hard to find. Uh, data analytics talent is equally, if not more, if, if not more in demand. Everyone's looking for that talent. And, I, I think that when you think about talent, I think there's, uh, I think you got to think of it in, in a few ways. One is there's the data science talent, but let's not forget about the data, the data engineering talent, because the scientists are going to be a lot less efficient if they're spending a lot of time working with data. So there's also the data engineering talent, because the data engineers help you help your data scientists be more productive. So you need both types of skills. You can't just have a data scientist. You need those data engineers and those data analysts as well. Um, I'd even say data stewards. So you need a full a full type of talent. Part of that talent can come from inside the organization. I, I, I do see us, myself being one of them. I'm, I'm a Excel trained person. I now don't use Excel very often. I'm using visualization tools. I'm using SQL. Um, I'm not doing complicated SQL, but I have a team that can help me with a complicated SQL, but I can do SQL on my own a little bit. So I've moved from Excel. I'm trained to do things differently 
my productivity has gone up greatly. So I think part of the talent comes from internal and then part of the talent comes from external. And I think that when I look, when I, as we've been recruiting, uh, one thing I've noticed uh, is that I mentioned before, we have a lot, lot of different areas. So you definitely have to market yourself. Uh, you definitely have to, uh, point out what makes us different. United Rentals has a very unique culture. Um, uh, it's a company where we work incredibly well as a team. Everyone is very proud to work here. Uh, and this is a company that focuses very much on the customer, uh, but we also focus on our communities um, and, our, and our employees. Uh, and I shouldn't leave out shareholders, obviously, I'm a financially trained person. So it's that shareholders, customers, employees, we're members of our community. So uh, we're also a big veteran hire. So I'm starting to market for you now a little bit. Um, you know, we are, um, so you definitely have to market yourself. Uh, the one thing that I, I also will tell you is that uh, it's very important for our company. Uh, this, is a, this is a company that is uh, very into relationships with its customers. But there's a lot, a lot of all internal relationships here, and you've got to learn the business. A data scientist, a data engineer that sits behind the computer all day and doesn't learn the business will not be as effective as a data person, a data scientist that gets out into our business and starts to learn that business. So I'm also looking for not just the, the hard skills of data science, I'm looking for interpersonal skills. I'm looking for people that are social. I'm looking for people that want to learn our business, that want to interface with our branch teams, our district teams, our other corporate departments, and learn this business. It, it makes their job more enjoyable, I think, because they become part of a team. And it also makes their job better because they actually can be more creative because they've heard from um, the business people and, and how to use it. So, so you're definitely marketing. It, recruiting is takes a lot of time when you're looking for an open position. It definitely takes time. You're looking at a lot more a lot more candidates to fill one position than we ever used to. Mm. Yeah, and you have to be competitive with that as well. And one of the ways to navigate this minefield, as you said, is to is to look internally. So uh, what do you think from your experience are the best ways for data analytics leaders, that talent within the business, to actually gain more influence on the business side of things as opposed to just being the, in their technical hub? So, and when you, so when you mean that, do you mean from a recruiting of talent or from a standpoint of, of letting the data analytics work we do um, be adopted and used? Exactly, the latter. So the latter. So, so one thing I've learned over the many years here is something one of our executives once told me a long time ago. He pointed out that if I produce something and push it through, and use a push, I'll be training forever because it'll be my idea. Versus if I spend time up front talking to our, our, our business leaders, um, visiting branches, visiting customers, riding with drivers, riding with sales reps, if I uh, integrate their thoughts, their concerns, and it takes a little bit longer up front, I'm agreeable to making changes for their needs, um, uh, tailoring the work to work towards how they work and really listening to them, it becomes their idea, not my idea. And then what happens is, so I may have spent more time up front, but when I roll it out, 
it's their idea that I'm rolling out, not my idea. And I get, I get adoption that way. And I'm not retraining every day. I'm not pushing every day. So you have to have a good business partner, but you have, we spend a lot of time with our business leaders and throughout the organization to make sure that we're listening to them. Um, I'll give you another example of something I've done in the past. I used to, um, I've, I've created uh, in past projects, I call it the council of doubters. And you have something that you've rolled out, uh, but it's still not getting that adoption. So what you what we do is we grab from multiple areas of the company, we grab the most outspoken critics and we listen to what they have to say. We bring them all together, what they have to say. And then we reply and respond to those things and adjust our, our data and analytics work. And then the biggest critics become your biggest supporters because you became a listener and you integrated their, their feedback into your tools. And I think that's been, and that's why when I look to, when we look to hire data analytics professionals, that's why it's so important to have that interpersonal skill because we're gonna spend that time up front to gain the adoption down the road and not be retraining all the entire, the, all the time. Yeah, and interpersonal skills and, and upskilling uh, data analytics leaders from the soft skills side of things is exactly what we're about here at the, the data storytellers. And uh, you mentioned that active listening is a really key component of this. What do you think are some of the other qualities of, 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 of leaders who inspire real change in the business, specifically from a DNA perspective? So um, I think that creativity is a big one. I think that you have to find people who are curious. Uh, listening is obviously one of them, but it's also then taking it to that next level. So there's, I look at types of analysts you can have, right? So there are people you, there are people you work with that they take the order and they fulfill the order and that's all they do. And there's other people that you work with that you give them the order. And as they're exploring that data, they find other things they never thought they would find. They're experimenting. They're asking more questions they're teasing more information out it's that curious nature and i think that's very interesting i think uh, i've learned from the team i've hired um when you get good at working with large data sets you be, you can become very creative and very it's easy to be curious and i think that that uh, ability to ask questions be curious and and guess what in a productive and professional manner Question the status quo, uh, but do it in a way where you're not saying anyone's doing anything wrong, but it's that creative nature that I think is very important. And, and luckily for, for me, United Rentals is the type of place where um, everyone's got an open door. It's one big team. So if you do it the right way, you may be wrong, but guess what? Failure isn't as, always bad because sometimes as you fail, you learn something that you won't fail the next time. So it's, it's that type of organization of people being willing to listen. You have to have people willing to listen. And then your leaders have to be willing to take advantage of that and make those relationships and be creative, be curious and, and share your ideas. Um, don't be defensive though. Um, some of those ideas are not gonna be well received, but don't get defensive, don't get down and, 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 and keep trying and, and uh, keep pushing forward. And that relates to one of your other questions. If you keep doing that, you're going to keep opening up new doors for new uses for your data. It's just going to keep mm -hmm. growing and growing. Absolutely. That's the, the dream step where we all want to be. And you mentioned that, that you need to have, or you, you kind of alluded to 
uh, humility is a big point. You know, not all projects are going to get picked up, but actually having the the drive to keep continuing that. Do you think there's an element though where you have to be po- be positively encouraged by by your own ideas and uh, being able to communicate that look? I appreciate what you're saying, but this is actually where I'm seeing the business from. I guess what I'm touching on here is more like courageous and and uh, assertiveness. And how, um, so does that need to be at odds with, with humility? I think that does. I think it, there, there is a place for that. I think sometimes the place for that um, is easier in terms of processes uh, where, you know, we spend a lot of time today training people um, internally and really trying to convince them, look, the old way you're doing things is just so inefficient. Let me show you a, a, a different way. And I would almost say sometimes it's not being courageous, it's being tenacious. It's not taking no for an answer. It's being the person that presents it one way, you don't get the answer you want, but you feel you're right. So you go back and you do a little work, but you present it a different way. And you're presenting the same idea a different way because you you really feel strongly about what you're doing. So it may not be courageous, it may be tenacious. it may be a, a tenacity um, and and uh, and not giving up. Uh, you know, some things we do. I'll tell you, I've done work where I've shown people work that if I showed it to them three years ago, they weren't ready to see it. But I didn't give up. Three years later, you come back, you've built some more trust, and now, oh, well, interesting. That's a nice way to look at it, uh, and they're they're more open. So sometimes it's finding the right time. Sometimes it's just building that trust, patience. I think I like the word tenacity over, 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 because I don't, I, working here, I don't feel it's courageous for me to have to ping my, ping our branch teams and our, our, our business leaders. I think it's very accepted that we work that way. So for me, it's not courageous. It's, it's being tenacious and, uh, and uh, not just taking no as a flat out no, if you really feel strongly about it, mm. just come back a little different way at a different time find the right time and right place, keep building those relationships and building that trust. And that's super key, right? Especially I think in, in your role where you have this this higher awareness and a lot of data leaders will have like directors, heads, VPs, you're actually kind of like looking with from the, from the board perspective down. Uh, what do you think from that perspective are some of the, uh, both the opportunities and the challenges for companies and data transformation leaders today? So um, I didn't hear the first part. So Say more about that, reword that question, because I'm not sure how you, what the question was. Sure. Just to take it down to its brass tacks, from your perspective as, as a senior leader at United Rentals, what do you see as some of the big challenges uh, for data transformation leaders today? Oh, okay. Uh, so change management is obviously the big one, right? It's you're starting to move people's cheese and you're, and you're starting to change things. And I think that... Um, you know, if you're just providing new information into a current process, that's much easier. When you're trying to change the process, um, that becomes more difficult. Um, and that may be where you're, create, you're talking about being courageous comes in because now you're trying to influence people to change that process. I think there it becomes very key where you've got to get a good business partner. You've got to get, um, you know, uh, the support of, the, the leaders throughout the organization to say, this is worth the effort. Uh, it's going to be difficult, but the payoff's going to be much greater. And I, I related to a lot of that. Think about in our lives, 
a lot of the tech changes that we've put that we've all we've all as in, as as consumers um, that we've all faced. You know, we move from 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 a regular phone at home to uh, now we have a iPhone or or a, a, a Android phone that is basically a little computer in your in your hands. And I'm sure many people were like, "Why do I need this phone?" But now they couldn't operate without that phone. And I think some of the stuff we're grappling with, we're going to grapple with, especially as we create more and more of these, these predictive and automated models is, wait a second, I'm used to doing it my way. I know it better. But five years from now, it's going to be like, oh, I didn't even realize I ever did that before because you've listened to me and you've been tenacious and we've put it in there. So, but it's, 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 it's change management, but it's also, I'll go to the technical nature. I think that the volume of data is becoming greater and greater. Um, the variety of data is becoming greater and greater. So there's also that challenge skills-wise, as we talked about before, of you're going to need more people to handle that data. You're going to need more technology to handle that data. You need better processes to handle that data to get it out to people. So there's that technical behind-the-scenes nature. That's that's always going to be a challenge is the, is the volume of data and variety of data grows. And then there's the implementation of it to gain that adoption um, and usage and trust. Uh, so I'm a, kind of a broken record. I've said trust a lot. I've said tenacity mm. a lot. But uh, I think that that's, and, and from what I can see, you know, there's that that's the that's going to be a, a key challenge going forward. And again, trust is just something that comes up all the time on the podcast and at masterclasses, etc. So what what I think is 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 a really interesting piece is actually yes trust is super important but what do you think are some of the best ways to build and facilitate and, and ingrain that trust uh so best ways to gain trust so um first of all don't sit behind your computer um you got to go talk to people uh that's number one you gotta you gotta talk to people you gotta understand why why the team has done it the way they've done it in the past like um, one of my one of my old bosses here used to say, "No one wakes up in the morning to do something the wrong way. They're doing things they think are right." So part of that is understanding why things are being done the way they're being done. If you first understand that, and you're showing empathy towards the other the, the people you're working with, you're you're trying to understand really what they're trying to do, what their what their main goal is, and sometimes. They think their goal is one thing and they're having trouble communicating what they're really trying to do. Um, what's their true need? Like you're really trying to tease out what's their true need. Like I use the example, sometimes they're asking for a faster horse. They don't want the faster horse. They want the car. So you're trying to tease out that I want the car and you're trying to tease out those ideas. And if you start to tease out those ideas and then share information like don't jump all the way to the answer. Sometimes you got to let them see some of that development. Oh, I see that now. And you show them things in small bits um, so that when they get to the end product, they understand it. Because you just think about as you, as you write a machine learning algorithm, it's very hard to explain what that algorithm does and why it works. You know, it's very hard to unravel an algorithm. But if you show them the data and some of the the information you're seeing in the data, some of the visualization and insight you're seeing from the data, when they get to the end product, you're not retraining them on the whole thing. They've, they've learned with you. And I think 
that's a big part of of uh, that business that business partnership of having people learn with you, and it goes back to creativity. Like I, I'm working on something now that's I've got millions and millions of records, and I started on one path, and I found four other paths, and I'm going to share those four other paths with my business partner. That's going to probably open up more ideas, and we'll prioritize some, we'll throw some out, but when we get to the end product, I'm not really going to be explaining the end product because I've been showing all those different insights throughout the process. And I think that's, that's the most important, that's the most important way to build that mm. trust. And you, we mentioned like all these things like trust and courageousness and, and, and all these, these soft skills throughout the, the, the podcast so far, what role did these skills play in your success as a professional throughout your career? So I like to go back to, um, I, I was working at a spaghetti sauce company and it was very, um, combative between, I won't say combative, but, uh, communication wasn't great between sales teams and finance teams. You know, the sales teams always want to spend morning on promos and the finance teams always trying to cut the budget, that type of thing. And I always position myself as I'm going to be the finance person that uses numbers to help the business person tell a story. That's always going to be, it's funny. And I read, I didn't even put it together. Your data storytells. I just put it together. And I said to use the financials to tell a story. It's kind of what you guys, what this pot, what the data store storytellers is all about. So I always wanted to position myself of what are you trying to do? Why are you trying to do it? And how can I use the data to support you? And sometimes now that doesn't always mean I'm going to agree with you, but that is at least going to be, I'm going to give you insights that tell you whether you're making that the, you're thinking about it correctly, because a lot of, a lot of business, my business partners over the years have had fantastic ideas. They really know their business. Well, they're not in the, in their, their, they use, they use data to some extent, but they don't use data to the level that a data and analytic professional can use. So what my, my, throughout my career, I've always tried to bring their ideas to life. Um, and sometimes you bring them to life. Sometimes you bring them to life, but show it with a little bit of a twist. Sometimes you kill the idea, but when you kill the idea, don't just kill the idea, present a different idea. Um, and I remember I, I worked at, when I worked in the toy company, I developed a very good relationship with the sales team. When I worked at the spaghetti sauce company, very good relationship with the sales team. And, you know, I, I still remember a story. Um, I was working at United. I probably had been here, call it 10 years or so. And at the time I had our, I had our region finance teams working for me. And there was one of our, one of our uh, region, region, region leadership teams was struggling with their finance partner. Um, and their point was he can't keep up with what we're, we're, we're saying. And so I flew out to spend some time with them and they were talking, they were fun. I would say close, close to functional ADD. They had so many different crazy ideas coming, going around. Um, in an hour conversation, I was walking out with 12 different things I wanted to, to um, bring to life. And I think that's the, it's that, listening to the idea and say, wait a second, what data do I need? And how can I prove that to be true or not true? And that's what I've always tried to do and bring that to life. And I think 
that's why I say my one of the things that was lucky for me when I started here is I spent time in the field. So I spent a lot of time in our operating system. So I kind of know where all that data is. I may not be the best, I'm not nowhere close to a top-notch SQL person. I'm very rudimentary in SQL, but I generally know, wait a second, that data exists. So if the data exists, and I know three other data sets exists, oh, wait a second, your idea might not be as crazy as you think. I can get some help now from these all these new data engineers we've done. Now let's bring this data to life. And I think that's what I've always tried to do. And what's happened over time for me is I've just become, I'm using more and more, I'm using better tools now than I used when I was seven, eight years ago. I've moved from just spreadsheet to tools that can have millions and millions of records in very quick, without any lag time. And it's allowing to be much more creative and bring more and more things to life. So I think that old kind of using it from a finance perspective and now taking it to a, a, a greater level, it's just grown as my as the tools of, that are available have gotten better. And as, my, I, I've, as I said before, I've re, been retrained to use those new tools. So I'm, I'm doing the same thing I used to do. I'm just doing it at a warp speed today. Hmm. Awesome stuff. So, you know, you, you are you are Kenny Metal, the SVP of Performance Analytics at, at United Rentals. How would you describe your role? You know, are you a change agent? Are you a data champion? Are you, are you an evangelist? Are you uh, like an encourager of data? You know, how would you contextualize that? So my, I would say that to some extent, I'm a cheerleader. Uh, throughout the organization, I, my group is the type of group and I give my team a lot of credit. Uh, we're not a group that says no. So we say yes, uh, as much as we can. And if we don't say yes, we figure out a way to put it on the list or find another way to, to at least provide information. So um, I would say I'm a cheerleader. Uh, I'm a representative to tell to remind people uh don't forget about the data uh that there's a different skill set i want i'm really trying to make sure teams understand that we've got a lot of people here with very unique skills that can really uh that that need to be part of your team so i want to make sure data analytics is represented and in our in our in our in our teams you know as i said before we use data all the time so um, it's it's in our it's in our life, but we, we use data and we've been using it for as long as I've been here. I just want to make sure they realize it's it can be a lot more. The same vision that our 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 then CEO, now chairman of the board had when he said we can do a lot more with data and why he set this department up. I want to make sure that our business teams, when we do project teams, they realize we've built this department up, use the talent to bring all this data to life. And then there's other things. I would say that um, innovator. I think I think I'm part of the innovation team here. Uh, you know, we are we are changing the way we do things. We are changing the way we approach things. So I don't necessarily say a change agent, but I think data analytics is a big supporter of innovation, uh, innovation in process, innovation in product. Uh, and I think that we're a big supporter and a big part of the innovation engine of, of United Rentals. So I'd say innovator, um, you could call it data evangelist. Um, I like to say, I like to say cheerleader. Um, and, and, I, and, and to some extent, 
I'm a little bit of an internal salesperson to make sure that, you know, um, you know, we're going to get the resources we need. And uh, I want to make sure that everyone knows that, uh, you know, what we've done and the accomplishments we made. So when we need more resources, it's, uh, it's, we can show the value we're creating. So that, that's how I would, those are the three words I'd use. Mm. So, so when you're trying to leverage that, 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 uh, that cheerleading throughout the organization, how do you approach educating others? So it's not just me. So I think that, you know, we've set up some communities here where um, the, the center of excellence spends a lot of time training uh, and we're training, you know, we've got, as I said, we have analytic people throughout the organization. So a lot of what we're doing there is just cross training to build a community. And I think that's a lot of, a lot of um, what we're doing um, starting to do here is, build a data community, build a data and analytics community. Uh, it goes back to that. I don't want to sell every day. If I have the community and they know what we're doing, guess what? It, it'll happen naturally. And that's, that's what's starting to happen here. It's, it's more and more, you know, using data was natural, but now using the, the data more and more and using the skill sets we built, let's make that more natural because the communities have been built and they're, and they're, you know, and they're seeing it every day. So with that in mind, do you have a system in place to help you and the team with accurate and prompt execution? Um, I would say we probably don't have a system. I would say that, um, you know, we, we um, if we're rolling something out, when we, you know, we have a process in terms of, we call it bronze, silver, and gold, but, you know, bronze is exploratory, silver is kind of pilot, prototype and, and gold is production. Um, I wouldn't say we have a system, but we we are creating a, a much more agile environment where we can fail fast, where we can get that feedback. And I would say that when we go to something that we're gonna start impacting thousands of our employees or impacting our customers, we make sure that we've got full support of the entire organization. So. That's when project management skills start to come into place where, you know, you got to make sure that your, your business leadership team's involved. You got to make sure that your business partners are involved. You got to make sure your information technology department's involved. So that agile process that we have um, helps us get there. Um, but when we roll out, some of that project management comes out. And, and one thing I say about, about this company is when we get alignment, um, we get adoption, you know, and, uh, you know, and you, you find, you know, it's like everything else you get, you got your quick movers and your laggards, but if it's, if it's, if it's got the proper support from the business teams, the, the laggards will follow the leaders and it, it works its way through our organization very, very quickly. Mm. Well, Kenny, great conversation. Great to hear more about what you guys are working on over at uh, United Rentals. Uh, last, last words on you. What advice would you give for aspiring data leaders? So I would say uh, it's the same advice I give, give to any leader, which is um, never say no. Keep, keep asking for more. Um, keep, keep looking for more and keep asking for more. So keep trying to get more and more of your teams to be using your skills. Um, keep keep um, making, taking care of your business partners and keep looking for more data because it's out there. And 
some of that data, the one thing I'd say, some of that data is already available to you. We just don't know it's there. You know, it's got to be curated a little bit differently. It's got to be combined a little bit differently. But, but be creative, be curious, ask a lot of questions. And last thing is, you know, and it's been hard because we've all been stuck in offices or stuck at home for the last couple of years. Get out and touch the people and talk to the people um, that you work with. Not just the people that work in your group, the, the members of your team, because that's where all the ideas come from. That's how you build the trust. And, and uh, you know, it's, I see it here. The people that are successful at United Rentals are the, the teams that are the, the groups that learn the business, that are outgoing and talk to their, their, their partners, talk to the business leaders. And they're the group that doesn't say no. They're the group that they, they're successful, they get a reputation, and more and more people come to them. And then it just builds on itself. It's like a snowball effect. So, mm. um, and I think that, you know, you, I wouldn't say you like one thing, like I'm not IT trained, I'm not technically trained, I'm financially trained. Um, the other thing is you got to make sure you have good working relationships with your with your other functional teams uh, and uh, and make sure you communicate with them, communicate with them on a regular basis. Um, you don't want to sit there and expect that they know what you're trying to do. You know, that's where that selling goes. You know, you know, as data people, we see the world a little bit differently. We are we, we know where the world's going. You know, we I have ideas that I never had five years ago that now I, I I'm, I'm having that because I'm in data all day. Mm. Don't, ex don't believe everyone has those same ideas. That's where that innovation comes from. You got to be out there explaining those ideas because you may not need their help today, but five years from now, you probably will. And you want to make sure that they're on that journey with you. So, um, you know, that's that innovation kind of, you know, cheerleading a little bit. Um, mm. My biggest thing is be passionate. Just be passionate. It's such a fun area. Um, you don't, you know, and, and I used to say in finance, I was working with the data. When I'm in analytics, I'm playing with the data. So, um, you know, have fun. It's, it's, a, it's an exciting area. Um, and uh, the last thing I'll leave you with on that is we all have our frustrations. We all have our successes and failures. But if you actually take a look back, and I always remind myself to take a look back, yeah, I failed at a lot of things, but we've made a lot of progress. And you, you, you sometimes lose the, lose that progress, and you lose touch with that progress. We've made a lot of progress, um, and and that progress can build on itself. Um, so never lose. Celebrate your successes. Don't just uh, don't just worry about the failure. Celebrate those successes. Great advice, Kenny. Thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your insights. And hope to have you on again soon. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Paul.